All right, let's get into this. So we've been talking about belonging is void and how, you know, in our life that, you know, we go through different things and it creates a thirst in our life and, and that creates a void for belonging. And that, that void is supposed to be replaced with God. I was thinking about this because Karen was teaching on in a discipleship class. If you haven't listened to that, you might want to go back and check that out too. Well, she was teaching survival kit. Uh, she's teaching the four sources of authority. Today was day three. She taught on experiences, intellect, and tradition it was last week. And as she taught on experiences, uh, the author spent a lot of time just explaining how we allow our experiences to be our authority and not God's word. And sometimes even our church experience or, or our, um, uh, Karen was giving examples how some people show up to see Sister Susie and they, you know, they, they're thrilled to hear Sister Susie. When the word go forth, they're gone. You know, uh, some people are Sister Susie, and when the word goes forth, they're gone. Um, so their experience is the biggest thing. And I was one of those guys. Like, I, in New Jersey, when I was in Newark, I barely went to church. But when I did go, it was because I heard they was having a, a revival and the choirs was coming in town, and I liked music. So I would listen to the music. Then when the preacher started talking, I would leave. You know, because I knew they was going to get to that point. They're going to ask you to raise your hand for the Lord. So I wasn't really trying to do that. Um, but the, I was just going for the experience. And the interesting thing is that's what kept me away from church because of my experience with people. That's what has people leaving church because of experience with people. But really, the experience shouldn't override the word of God. And that's what uh, Karen was talking about today. So sometimes we're so, we're so busy in our feelings and in our heads and in our experiences that we can't embrace God's word. And that's sometimes because we're casual with the word. Um, and we're casual with the word, but we're invested in experience. Interesting. All right. So you, when, you, when something happens in your life, I know this is Karen's message, but if something happens in your life and you're squeezed, what's going to come out of you? The word of God or your experience? If your experience comes out, if your intellect comes out, and your tradition comes out, you have no authority. You're just talking. But if the word comes out, you're walking in authority. So that's why sickness and disease and, and, and lust and craziness can attack our lives because we don't have the authority to remove them. We're making empty confessions because we have more experience consumed in our body than we have the word of God. We have more experience consumed in our body, then we have the Word of God. So when we squeeze, what comes out? Now, some, some people, our experience comes out. Some people, our intellect comes out. Like some people are, you know, some people are so intellectual in their head, they've actually talked themselves out of the Word of God, talked themselves out of, of really embracing the Word of God. They don't have a thirst for the Word of God. They have a thirst for intellect. They have a thirst for history. They have a thirst for strategies. Okay, that's, that's, that's wonderful, but those things don't give you authority in this life. Right? I just something to think about uh, from Karen's teaching. That was Karen's teaching. You know, that's what I got from Karen's teaching. How about that, right? Right? Karen's teaching this morning on experiences, right? 915 uh, survival kit class. Put a plug in there. Uh, next week, she's going to be ta talking about the uh, true source of authority, which is the Word of God. That's uh, part four, right? For Karen's teaching. Yeah, Karen's teaching on Karen, yeah. 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 So, I just, I'm just saying, Karen back there. Yes. Yeah, so. All right. Everybody show up so this is really supportive. 
All right, so let's, let's get into what we're supposed to talk about because we're talking about the belongings void. And this is a little piece we kind of left off with or we was about to get into. So we, we go through this funk and it creates a void. It creates us thirsty. We start uh, drinking the wrong things to quench our thirst because the adversary shows us the wrong things. And we get clouded. Uh, we get distant. We get funky. We can come around the building and not come in. Um, and not because we're tripping, it's just because, uh, again, what we've taken on the inside won't allow us to walk through the doors, right? Um, and so it's not us who, like, we really want to do well and, and be well and act right, or, um, you know, some of the bad choices we make just keeps screaming in our head and is trying to short-circuit us from absorbing uh, what God has for us. But I noticed something, as soon as we see, as soon as we get clarity, as soon as we see, we search or thirst for truth. As soon as we get indication, an awakening, a shake, or as, uh, what is in the movie uh, where they had a kick, uh, what was that, uh, conception or, or, or inception, right. Yeah, as soon as we get that kick, uh, we search and thirst for truth. Now, truth is uh, reality or true significance, right? Um, it's, it's final reality. We was talking about that in Bible school today. So we search for the final reality. So we gave this example. I've shared it before. You know, you see an acorn, that is not the truth. The truth is that's an oak tree. That's the final reality. You know, the truth of a caterpillar is not the caterpillar, a butterfly. The challenge is the adversary tries to get us to stay comfortable at being caterpillars when the whole time we're supposed to be butterflies. And the interesting thing is a caterpillar for a certain period of time may be big caterpillar on campus. You know what I'm saying? Big caterpillar on tree. Um, but eventually when it sees all the other butterflies flying and talking about all their experiences and all the places they flew to, it's going to get tired of what? That tree, right? Right? So, so, so it's going to what? Search for what? The truth, right? It's going to fill a void like I really don't belong here on this tree. Something's missing. Yeah, your wings. <laughs> That's what's missing, right? And so, so when we're living blind, we have a, t a tendency to accept a lie. Once we accept that lie, it creates a thirst. When we're living blind, we have a tendency to accept a lie. So I'm going to pull back on Karen's teaching. When we're living blind, we have a, ten a, a tendency to just gravitate to experience or feelings, right? And so... And once we do that, it creates a thirst because now once you start to embrace a lie, you're no longer evolving in the truth into your original design, right? You know, so, so that's like the caterpillar trying to be a beetle at that point, you know. And it's always going to fill a void. It's always going to be thirsty because a caterpillar can't be no beetle. Can't be no beetle. That don't need, it's probably not good English, right? <laughs> right? It can't, can't be no, well, y'all know what I meant, right? And so, but some of us are caterpillars instead of evolving into butterflies, we're trying to be beetles or we're trying to be water bugs or something like that. That's, I know that's gross, but, <laughs> um, and so, so, so that's the thing. When you're blind, you, you can accept a lie. So as we grow in our careers, understand some of these are just platforms. They're not purpose, but you can get so caught up in the career and, and the, the, the glass plaques you get or the, the promotion you get. Do you realize this, and some of us will tell you this, that sometimes you're getting a promotion is more than you ever had, but it's less than you deserve and it's less than they can offer? 
But because you don't see, because you're thirsty, you're like, wow, look, they're looking out for me. No, they're not. They realize you're, you, you don't see who you are. And they're hoping you never see who you are because if you do, they wouldn't be able to afford you. Right? And so, so that's why we can't be blind and we can't accept the lie. Yeah, elevating the position knowing that, you know, you guys playing me on the cheek. But that's all right. You know, more y'all, the more y'all do this, the more you're going to need me. And eventually, it's really going to cost you <laughs> to keep me. Right? All right, so, so, so John 8, 32. Um, we referenced this in Bible school yesterday, too. John 8, 32. And we're having a good, I referenced, uh, referenced these classes. Some people are aware of them. Some people don't know them. Some people have been looking to do them and need to be reminded of them. But if, if, you, if you show up, wonderful. Enjoy yourself. If you don't show up, hey, maybe eventually you'll have time to get to them. But, but I'm not really, I, I'm a clown. I, I can joke, but I'm not mushing it in your face. You got so many different schedules, so we have so many different things that we are affording people to do. But everybody can't do everything with the exception of some people around here, it seems like they're at everything, doing everything. I ain't saying no names, they know who they are, right? But I'm saying, um, but so I mentioned the class because it just reminds people, and maybe one of those mornings when you can't go back to sleep instead of trying to make yourself go back to sleep, get up and come to class. We're having a great time in class, and it's more than just class. Uh, some of the things that you don't have time to talk about here at the church, we talk about at class. Some of the questions that people really can't ask while I'm teaching right now, they can ask that class. Um, so it's, it's supposed to be 7 to 9, but I never get out of there to after 10 because some people ask a whole lot of extra questions. We won't say no names, right? But that's what it's for, right? We're just trying to help, help everybody as we grow, right? So if you see somebody walking in the anointing, I say, I remember that person, man. They look like they was tripping. Well, they got all their, their questions answered, right? Exhaustively for weeks at class. Not saying no names, but you look awfully anointed today. I just, I just, I just, <laughs> must be that new car. All right, so, 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 let, so let's think of from this angle. Don't make a soul's payment for what you've been given freely. I've, I've shared that before, the Lord, the Holy Spirit shared it. Don't make a soul's payment for what you've been given freely. So see, well, if I go blind, I accept a lie, I get thirsty, what the devil's going to require from you is your soul. The Bible says, what profit is a man to gain the whole world to lose his soul? And so sometimes we're, making a, we're giving up our soul for something that you can give for free. We think we got to pay for it. You know how you've seen over the years uh, in different situations, uh, you've seen over the years, that's supposed to stay there, I guess. Yeah, you've seen over the years in different situations or different movies. I remember the book, a movie, Oh God, You Devil. Uh, it's an old movie, George Burns, and, and the guy wanted to be a, uh, he, he wanted to be successful, right? And so he, he didn't think he was going to be successful. He fell for the blindness, right? So the devil came and says, well, I can give you a you know, seven-year, eight-year career. I just need your soul. Just sign over your soul. But, but you'll be, you, you'll, out of nowhere, you'll be famous. And out of nowhere, he was phenomenally famous. And, you know, he figured seven years, I don't know, it was seven or ten, I think it was like seven. Figure that's a long time. I mean, he, I mean, when I say blown up, like, people all over the world knew who this guy was. And so after, when the time came, you know, the, the devil comes back and says, okay, it's time for you to go. He's like, oh, no, 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 I'm kind of rolling now. I'm rolling, you know, in my career, doing my thing. He said, no, 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 right here. 
I'll get your soul. And so he gave up his soul. He never had to give up his soul. All he had to do was keep pressing in God. He would have got more than a seven-year career, and he would have got to spend eternity with God. Right? So, so sometimes we're given, I used to do this when I work with youth. I used to ask them, hey, I'll give you three billion, right? You get to keep your spirit. We are a spirit, right? You get to keep your body, which you spend all your time working out and getting your hair together so you get to still look good. I just want your soul. You know, I used to make that deal with them. Okay, all right, then for your answer, I'll up the ante. I'll give you three more billion dollars, right? Successful career. You get to keep your spirit and your body. You are a spirit, and you spend all your time focusing on the mirror, so I know you're going to want your body. I just want your soul. Listen, you done, you done did all types of surgery and all types of stuff, and you got hair changes, eyebrow changes. You get to do all that still. I just need your soul. Right? That's all. And some people made the deal. And so after we finished, I said, okay, now you, you had your career. Now it's time to spend eternity. Now, eternity compared to 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, 100 years, it's like no comparison. So I said, so, so I said who wants to go to heaven? And so these people was yeah, raising their hand. I said, no, y'all can't go to heaven because I got your choice. Your soul is where your choices are. You ain't going nowhere. You got to enjoy, enjoy your moments of pleasure at the expense of eternity with God, right? And so you don't want to make a soul's payment for something you've been given freely, right? Because you'll be tricked into giving up your choice, power of attorney, to spend eternity with the Father. You, you'll be tricked into giving up that choice. Let's go to Matthew, right? And this is why the adversary hopes we go blind and renders us thirsty, because if he does, Matthew 16, because if he renders us thirsty, he's hoping that we'll take what he's offering at the expense of our fulfillment, right? What's really going to quench our thirst. You know how you, you settle for the relationship that you really don't want, you know, and then you get all the rest of the stuff in the package. You get the crazy, you get the, you know... You remember, you get the slash tires, broken windows, stalker, you get all that, you know, like all, all that, all because you're like, well, I got to be with somebody. Well, you said you got to be with somebody, you get to be with the crazy, right? I know that's none of y'all, none of y'all out there in TV land. I, I've experienced that, okay, because I was thirsty, right? I was. I mean, I mean you, you, you know, we go through stages where we thirsty, Right? I think us old heads can be honest to say, well, that would be quite a few people now, cause just because just I'm older. Some of y'all, we can put y'all in the old head category, right? Ask Taylor McCarr and them. They'd be like, yo, they old heads too, Pastor. Lua old heads, <laughs> right? But, you know, we've we, we, we been thirsty, right? Now, some of y'all, uh, this little younger, have been a little thirsty too, right? I mean, that's not something people admit, but I'm giving you permission just while we're in church. You can, it's okay to say you, you have been thirsty, and if you are thirsty, you know, that you could decide whether you want to tell us or not. But that's how, we got, that's how we've gone through crazy, right? Right? You know, you know you ever, have you ever been the, the possessive one in a relationship? Yeah. All right, so don't raise your hand, but like, like, say amen real quick so nobody would know it was you said. 
Well, right, you know, the possessive one. So why are you possessive? Say thank you. We got a couple of amens in here, you know. Amen, amen, all right. Why, 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 why have we been possessive? Scared you're going to lose something. Go ahead, sister, you know, you, you help them with the sermon. Right, we're scared we're going to lose something, but we're thirsty, right? Why would you think you're going to lose something if you see yourself as valuable? Right? Well, obviously, you're making the other person pay for your lack of, of seeing your value in God, right? You're, they're paying for your thirsty, right? They didn't cause it, but they got to pay for it. You know, you just show up on the scene, you know, you figure you're just going to have a great time. You know, we get together in a relationship, you're like, you coming to get something too, right? But, but you realize, oh, I don't have enough supply because there's a drought going on here, right? <laughs> right? I got to quench a thirst, right? You understand, right? All right. I'm just trying to include everybody in the sermon. All right, so Matthew 16, and we'll start reading here at verse 24. Matthew 16, verse 24. So it says this, Then Jesus, then said Jesus unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, follow after me if you want to say it that way, let him deny himself, and take up his cross and follow me, right? We already know that's uh, Z's favorite scripture, right? Right? But let's keep on reading. You know, there's more to it, right, Z? Verse 25, it says, For whosoever, look, will save his life, well, we can also say whosoever will be thirsty, shall lose it. And whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. And so he's pretty much saying like, the person that's working so hard to save themselves, save face, protect themselves, cover themselves, feed themselves, normally lose the very thing that they've been working to try to overprotect, right? So the thirsty person just gets more thirsty, right? Listen, the thirsty person just what? Gets more thirsty, right? Because you're grabbing at everything. You know, if you're thirsty, somebody give you a beer, you grab it. That just makes you more thirsty, right? Dehydrates you, right? Okay, hey, come on, y'all stay with me. We've already talked about this stuff, right? So nobody should feel bad. We've already had these conversations. Okay, if you're thirsty and, and you, it's a hot day and somebody give you a Coca-Cola, it just creates more thirst, right? Because they dehydrate you, all right? Yeah, you Coke, you know, that helps, helps everybody out, right? So the thirsty person creates more thirst. But it says the person is willing to lose this life. That means I'm trusting God to fill me up, Right? So, 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 hey, I'm letting go. Uh, Chris, can I use our conversation? Yesterday. Yesterday, yeah. He was like, oh, yeah, we used yesterday's conversation. That wasn't too deep. <laughs> said, well, but, you know, we worked out. He came out for the little workout uh, at 11 o'clock. So we were talking. We were just talking about just relationships and stuff like that. So I was saying when I met Pastor Mel. So I met Pastor Mel. God said that was my wife. So once God said that was my wife, I said, if that's my wife, I don't have to put my hands on it. So I had to be willing to lose her. You know, she got back with the boyfriend. And Nick, I'm not going to dog you out or nothing. So I'm going to be nice. But she got back with him the next day. Right? And so I was just like, okay. If, you know, and then she would ask me for advice. Call me up. What do you think? I don't. I don't think nothing. <laughs> she was like, well, no, no. What's your opinion? I, I don't have an opinion. 
Well, you think I should stay with him? Well, if you think you love him, you should stay with him. No, no, I just want to know what you think. I can't tell you what I think. Conflict of interest. No, 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 I just want to, this, you would get real mad. Well, I just want to know what you think. I'm telling you, I can't tell you what I think because I was absolutely locked in on, oh, no, no, I'm not putting my hands on this. If that's my wife, we definitely going to know because it won't, I will never look, and I haven't. I've never looked over my shoulder and worried about anything happening because I didn't, I didn't orchestrate this. I had nothing to do with me being with this wonderful woman. It was all God. But if you got something to do with it, if you trying to, so, so we met at church praying at the altar. It's a wonderful story. Karen talked about this. Everybody don't have the same experience. Everybody's not going to meet their wife when I call prayer later on in the day. Right? <laughs> Somebody might. Right? That's right? Right? Ain't that right? Amen. But everybody don't have the same experience, right? But just the, 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 the core of it is trust God, not keep showing up at church and run to the altar hoping you, you, you're going <laughs> to grab your wife's hands. That's, that's it messed you up, right? You going to do that today? Yeah. <laughs> I was just playing, right? But you understand what I'm saying? So, so that's what Karen was saying. You know, everybody has a different experience. But the interesting thing is uh, we met at the altar praying, right? Supernatural experience. Um, and, and it was all God. Trust, trust, we trust God, right? So I didn't put my hands on that. I didn't go to church looking for her. Matter of fact, I wasn't supposed to be at that church. I was dropping off a car. They was doing prayer. I said, well, if they're praying, ooh, ooh, focused on God. I said, well, if they're praying. Like, I already been to church. Our church was over. So I could have, like, we custodial how we do. I, I don't have enough church. I'm done. Man, they need to hurry up so I can give them this car so I can go watch the game. No, I said, whoa, they praying for people to accept Jesus? I'm going to get into some of that, too. I was out in the hallway listening. I got in there, and I prayed for that. Then they did altar call. Well, I'm here. Why not get some more prayer? That's how it played out. What was I focused on? What Karen was talking about, I was focused on God, fellowship with God. She said, your experiences can't be bigger than your fellowship with God. Our thirst is quenching fellowship with God, not in all these crazy experiences. You're going to have a good experience at the club, but it ain't going to quench your thirst like fellowship with God. All right? All right, so let's get back to the point. So I didn't, I didn't orchestrate it, didn't put my hands on it, right? And look, I was just focusing it on God, and look what I found, <laughs> right? That makes sense so far? Some of us ain't doing that. Some of us are going to try to create the same story, but we orchestrated it. Because we done, we done checked the person's profile out on Facebook. We know where they're at, because they're telling you, you know, you know, where they're at, checked in at, whatever. Yeah, I don't know if they still do that. They still do the check-in? Some people, right? Right? So then you, you, you orchestrated, showed up, possibly, or always at the same place all the time. Man, that's thirsty. That, 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 that's, God didn't have nothing to do with that. And now, even if you do get the person that you so desperately wanted, you're going to be looking over your shoulder the whole time. Where you going? Where you at? Well, I noticed you spent a little extra time at work today. What do you do at the gym? I mean, how, I mean, I mean, really, how long does it take to lift weights? Uh, you said you was just going to help somebody uh, cut their lawn. Uh, did they have a football field? You know what I'm saying? Like now, now, now I'm, I'm, I'm looking over my shoulder because I'm what? Okay. I wasn't going to say that, but y'all said it, so we'll just roll with that. All right. So, so the thing is, you, if you try to save, this is the thing where it says, the person tries to save their life. So 
Deny yourself, take up your cross and follow, right? So deny yourself is I got I to gotta get rid of me. It ain't about me now. See, it's not about me. And, and so, with, okay, everybody know I love you, right? Sometimes it's been all about us, right? If we're honest. So some of our work is what? Getting us out the way. Come on, y'all. I mean, I, I didn't say no names. So, I mean, let God know that, hey, God, I'm trying. That's how, when, you do, when you give a shout out, you're saying, God, I'm trying, man. I know I'm not there, but I'm trying to get me out the way. You know, I mean, it's a default. You know, I just keep reflexing myself into the equation, right? And so, the, so if you try to save the old life, you're going to lose the new life. That's why I say if you try to save your life, you'll lose it. Because you, you're saving the old life. The experiences, the tradition, the intellect. I'm going to just weave in both of the teachings, cuz. Right? Right? You're going to lose the new life. The fulfillment. All that God has for you, right? Sort of like if you, oh, if you save the old relationship, you're going to lose the new one. Sometimes they ain't going to see you because you're so cloaked in the old, they can't see you. The new relationship walking around all the time, like, according to the, according to the, the plans, they should be right here. But they're not right there because they're cloaked in the old, right? Just can't let it go, right? All right, so, so oh, that probably didn't go great, but I think everybody understands, right? So, so, so that's why peer pressure is effective. It tempts us into holding on to the old life, the old rep and the old philosophies, right? That's how peer pressure gets us all the time. You moving, you know, you moving for the things of God, right? You rolling things of God. But peer pressure says, hey, oh, so really? So you, oh, so you like breaking new on us now? And we just all going to do, you know how we do. We go out to such and such. Ain't no, ain't no, ain't no big deal. I understand Christian this, Christian. I get it, I get it. It ain't all that serious. Try to pull you up into the old life. Family do it too, right? Don't, hey, don't get mad, family. It's true. Right? They try to pull you into the traditions. We always do this. But see, you rolling with God now, so you shifting how you flow, right? But family will try to hold, hey, they try to do it with Jesus, right? They outside. Uh, tell Jesus uh, we're out here waiting. Why you ain't coming inside with everybody else? He healing folk. But it's, it was more important, we want to see this great Messiah, if he's still recognized, yeah, but we family, right? And so, so people try to pull you into the old life, right? At the expense of the new. But the only way they get you, if you're thirsty, is I use me. Okay, I use me. Because so I remember I grew up with uh, with a foster family. Reunited my family when I was 14. I was uh, graduated eighth grade. I was actually uh, uh, going into high school. And so now I have family. So now I'm not. People that got my name, you know what I'm saying? Like, like I, I, I was around people that didn't have my name, you know. I was around people that cooked stuff that I wouldn't eat, right? So now I'm around people, I open up their refrigerator, they got all the stuff I like. I think it's like, like Christmas or something. I was like, this is cool, this is different. You know, and they, and, and they, and they cooking it in, in abundance, the stuff I like. Like, yeah, and at first I was sneaking stuff, like, you know, like, I'm going to sneak a couple extra pieces. No, 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 it wasn't. I ain't had to sneak, right? So now I'm around family, but I'm thirsty, though, right? So I'm thirsty for approval. 
So I'm trying to keep up with all the hurdles. You know, they got all these little hurdles, all these hoops. Man, y'all know, just stop tripping. You know, because, you know, I have family watch, you know, so I got to talk to them from time to time. We good? All right, so, so, so they got all these hoops. And I'm, 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 I'm just jumping over the hoops. And, you know, you, you see the obstacle course. You know, I'm, just, I'm, I'm doing all this stuff just so, hey, look, don't you love me? But I noticed it kept being extra hoops. You know, like you figure, like, is there an end to this? Like, do, do, do we ever, like, get approved or get a certificate or something? You know, some type of glass plaque, anything. Keith, you are now on Bradley. You're okay now, buddy. You're a part of the clan. But it was like always hoops. Don't get mad. Right, so, so, <laughs> I'm not going to repeat that. All right, so, 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 what I'm trying to say is, like, I love families, nothing wrong with family, but they can't come before fellowship with God. See, see that, that's the piece. So, yes, I'm going to roll with family, I'm going to hang out with family, I'm going to do stuff with family. Hey, but if it comes to fellowship with God, that's, that's first. And if it's something that's going to pull me out of the presence of God, oh, I'm not doing that at all. So I got the, hey, hey, you want to drink? I don't drink no more. Man, ain't a little drink ain't going to hurt nobody. I don't know who it's going to hurt. I'm just not drinking it. You see what I'm saying? So that's what you want to do. That's fine. I'm not doing it. Now I'm not going there. Now I don't really hang out and stuff like that. One time somebody asked me to get him a drink. Right, we're at the venue, they said, get them a drink. I said, no, I don't, I don't, I don't purchase drinks. Well, no, you ain't got a drink, I just want you to get it from me. Uh, no, I have to, I'm, well, I didn't tell them the scripture. Some of y'all probably quote the scripture. Well, I have to avoid the appearance of evil. They don't know what I'm talking about. I just said, no, I don't drink, and I don't go buy drinks. So it don't even, no one would even think I was drinking. Oh, they got so hot, so mad at me. But I wasn't really trying to be mean. I was just like, no, I'm not going to buy a drink. I'm not. If, if it's something that you choose, if you want the poison, then you have to invest in it, right? I'm not going to assist you in getting no poison, okay? That's just me. That's, 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 that's how Keith Bradley operates, right? That's not even how Pastor Keith operates. That's how Keith Bradley operates. That's, that's how I wrote. I, was, I wasn't even a pastor at the time, okay? So, so, so this peer pressure tries to tempt us into holding on to the old life. So a, a man or woman of God who's thirsting after God's heart won't fall into this trap. If I'm thirsting after God's heart, I'm not going to fall into the peer pressure trap. See, see, so now we, 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 we use David because the only thing we can focus on as human beings is when David missed it. So to, for us, we go, well, how is David after a man's own heart because David missed it, right? Or we'll use David, hey, well, David missed it, right, after we done made a mistake. But you have to focus on the whole scope of David's life. The whole scope of David's life is David, David was always after God. Fellowship with God was more important than experience. It was more important than keeping up with the family. It was more important than doing, than, than protecting himself and saving himself. That ain't true. Well, yes, it is. Saul tried to kill him. He could have killed Saul. But no, 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 no. God, hey, hey. I'm not trying to save my life. That's God's job. And I'm definitely not going to come against God's anointed. That's God's job. I'm going to keep fulfilling purpose. I'm, I'm not going to do nothing that's going to take me out of fellowship with God. He shows up. They take his whole family. He's undefeated. Peer pressure. 
Everybody's talking to David like, oh, they, we don't went out there fighting with you. They done took all our families. We, we went out there doing all this stuff with you, and they just took our families. Man, we, what, what are we going to do now? He could have just, out of peer pressure, he could have did what? Let's go get him. But he would have been doing it because of what? Peer pressure. A thirsty to approve what they wanted. Even though it was obvious, what did David do? He inquired of the Lord. He, was at, he went after God's heart. Even when it looked obvious, he went after God's heart. Even when it was a family situation, he went after God's heart. Even if, when, it, when he was in tragedy, he went after God's heart. We stop and thirst for, for we'll, we'll thirst the, the pain more than God's heart. We spend more time and invest more time in the pain than we do God's heart. We invest more time in the mistake than God's heart. We invest more time in all the circumstances and meeting approval, but what about God's heart? Now, I ain't even mentioned all the pleasure stuff, right? But it should be after God's heart, right? So peer pressure won't have you do that. That's 1 Samuel 13, 14. I'm not going to read all the scriptures now, but that's, that's David's story. Um, and then uh, 1 Samuel 23, 1 through 5. And 10 through 14. And then the last one will be, no, I'm reading it fast, but this will be online. 1 Samuel 30, 8 through 9, right? So you'll see all the different little peer pressure situations. That's why... David was considered a man after God's own heart. So, so uh, they read a, a scripture earlier today before they sang, what's that song? Hallelujah. What is, what is, is it? No, not that one. The one before that. Oh, the name of the song is Psalm 23? So what is it? Hallelujah. How does the first part go? No, no. See, no, it's a, a lyric where you go, hallelujah, Lord, something. All right, it's Psalm 23, right? That's, that's the name of the song? Psalm. Hallelujah, I'm not alone. I just like that part. That's why I wanted you to say it. All right, so, so love the song. Psalm 23. Now, now let's go there since they, since they used it. So without even knowing we were going to talk about this today, right? And actually, look, look, look. You said, what did you say? Hope, hallelujah, I'm not alone. Right? So when I feel alone, I feel a belongings void. And so it's so, ooh. So let's say you're in a relationship, right? And a person seems like they're not giving you the time and attention you desire, right? Are you alone? Do we say we're alone? We feel like we're alone. Is God there? So what do you think God is thinking when we go, I just don't feel like I'm connected. I don't feel like I belong. What do you think when God, when we're willing to leave God's house and around God uh, because of individuals? God is like, so, she just said, they're, they're more important than me, right? That's what you said, right? Right? That's what God is thinking. You know, uh, we were in a situation in a previous at previous ministry where, you know, there was a situation that hurt, but we never left God, right? You don't leave God, right? 
Because hallelujah, I'm not alone, right? Let's look here. Let's look here at uh, Psalm 23, because this is, this is really our scripture to combat thirst, right? Verse 1, the Lord is my shepherd, what? I mean, just repeat that one more time. So if the Lord is truly our shepherd, we shall not want or thirst, right? Even in the midst of testing trials. See, because everything we go through creates a thirst. But we're supposed to get that thirst quenched through God. When, when God is in, in the wrong position in our lives, if our habit is not in fellowship with him, then when we go through stuff, it'll pull us out of the presence of God easily because God has not been our thirst. Sometimes companionship is our thirst. But companionship, as Karen was talking about this morning, those are just experiences. They can't do nothing for you in this life. Listen, you, listen, keeping it real, you can spend time, uh, uh, you know, I used to... Uh, I used to play uh, chess on a, on, on a computer. Um, I was very good at chess at one time. I don't play now, so I don't know if I'm still good. Uh, but, but I, I, like, and then if I beat the computer, I had to beat it twice. Like, I had to beat it at the master level, and that wasn't enough because I'm from the Muhammad Ali era, so I had to beat him twice, right? And so that's the time I told you I spent eight hours on a computer. Well... It was an experience, and a part of it was winning. You know what I'm saying? A part of it was just winning. But to be very honest, if, if, if when things were attacking me in my life, there's nothing in that experience that was going to get me through it. Like when I spoke, I would have spoke with chess moves, not with the authoritative word of God. And so... Does it mean I'm not supposed to play chess? Man, are you kidding? Play chess. Um, I think I played since then. I just, yeah, what I did was once I did that, I, said, I told the guys who's working with juveniles, I said, we only have two games a day. That's it. They said, no, Mr. Bradley, come on, man. I said, no, no, two games. I said, because everything I do, chess moves are in my head. I was playing basketball. I could see chess moves. Everything through the whole course of the day, I would see moves. That's why, you know, uh, Bobby Fisher and some of these guys, it seems like they've lost their minds um, because all they see is chess moves because that's what they consume themselves with. So when they squeeze, what comes out? Right. So when you squeeze, what comes out? Did the word come out? And, and that's not a put down. That's, just, that's a measure for you to go, hey, you know what? I probably need to feed myself with some more word. That's not for you not to richly enjoy all things that God has afforded to you. God has given us this. We got games over there. It's like, what, it's like 60 games on that thing. So I was playing Pac-Man the other day, but I think Zamiano was playing. So it's games. I play games. I still, I play Pac-Man the other day. See, I just told you that, right? But I'm not going to play Pac-Man all day. And, and I knew Pac-Man is not going to nav- navigate me through life, right? I, I worked the kids out. We, we put up shots, right? Chris won three games. I just make sure you get the props. Chris won three games in the shooting, the shooting game this week. Uh, probably because BJ wasn't there. If BJ was there, you probably would have lost, right? BJ, I know it's hard to believe, but Chris actually won three games. I know it's hard, you know, but miracles can happen. So, but, but we ain't playing basketball all day either. You understand what I'm saying? Like, we're, we're not, you know, it's, but, but we enjoyed it while we did it. All right, so, so, so 
with that in mind, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not be thirsty. Why? Because God is going to quench my thirst. Let's go here, Matthew 6. Let's look at Matthew 6. Matthew 6. So remember what we said, like you, you position yourselves where, where you're not trying to save your life, right? You're giving yourself away. What? Present yourself as a living sacrifice, right? Holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service, right? That's Romans 12.1, right? So, so when I came to God, I'm giving myself away to him. But when it's about my feelings, when it's about, uh, uh, I just need you here. I just need do this. God's saying, I haven't heard you say that to me ever. I've never heard you say when that person left the house, when he left the house, I never heard you say, oh, we good. I'm just be spending time with God anyway. I see when you come back. Matter of fact, by the time you come back, I'm pouring all this love God pouring on me on you. You know, and, and we're going to be like, remember the two squirrels? No, after you. No, after you. No, after you. Haven't heard. God said, I ain't heard you say that. I only hear you say, well, I just don't understand. What, what, well, I just need you to do this, this, that, and the other. See, God is supposed to be first at quenching our thirst, right? God is supposed to be first at quenching our thirst. He gave us the relationship. So it's not like you're not supposed to enjoy it. But God is supposed to be at quenching our thirst, Right? Because people can't quench out thirst if they try. I be trying. It just, I'm just not God. But I be trying. I jump into God and hope all of God will pour out of me so I can pour out into her. Yeah, because I want her dreams to come true. All right, so, so uh, Matthew 6, 19. Matthew 6, 19. It says, look, it says, lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth where moth and rust doth corrupt, but where thieves break through and steal. It says, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt and where thieves do not break through and steal. It says, for where your treasure is, your heart is. So what it's saying is don't put all your investigation trying to build up uh, things because they can't quench your thirst. It says, so, 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 so build up treasures in heaven not on the earth, because think about it. And we already noticed the more you have, the more you want. The car was sweet when you first got it. After a few months, you want something new. Because it, it can't quench your thirst. The things in the world have one definition. It's called more. The more you have them, the more you want them. But God says, I've given you richly things to enjoy, not what? Not to quench your thirst. So I've given you, see, enjoying something and using it to quench your thirst or your satisfaction for life is two different things. God's supposed to be quenching our thirst. We're supposed to be enjoying things. But if things are our significance, we talked about significance, you know, we talked about significance a couple weeks ago. This is the whole belongings void is I'm in search of significance, search to get my thirst quenched. God is saying you get your thirst quenched, you find your significance in me, not in things, not in reputation, not in position. They will never quench your thirst. They'll never satisfy you. Doesn't mean you won't enjoy them at the moment, but they can't satisfy you. The relationship won't quench your thirst. God has said, I'm the thirst quencher. Does that make sense? All right, so what did I read? I read 19, I read 21. Uh, verse 24. It says, no man can serve two masters. Either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. So he says you can't, like, 
Get your thirst quenching with God if you're being pulled to, that word mammon is money, if you're being pulled in the air of money. God didn't say don't have money because he's given us richly all things to enjoy, just not to quench our thirst. See, this is talking about serving. See, it's not talking about enjoying. He didn't say, he said nothing about enjoying. He says serving. He said you can't serve two masters. If money is your master, then you're telling God to serve. So, so you're, you're, you're uh, I know I'm going to do a terrible job with this, this example. So, all right, all right, I can do it like this. All right, we'll use the speaker. <laughs> All right, so, so you in the middle. And then, so if money's your master, you're serving money, right? The speaker's God. Who's serving you? If you flip it, now you got to use your imagination for this. You picture the speakers on top, okay? If you flip it, you're serving God. Money's what? Serving you, and you're enjoying it. <laughs> you serving money, you ain't going to enjoy it because it's your slave. That ain't no fun. Right? Just something to think about. Just, I mean, just, just conversation, right? Right, verse 25 says, Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life. Uh, another version says, don't worry for your life. What you shall eat, what you shall drink, nor yet for your body what you shall put on, Look, is not life more than meat and the body more than raiment? Is, is, he's saying, isn't life more than just food and clothes? He says, listen, the birds and the, and, and the flowers, they get clothed and they eat. And I ain't seen one of them. Me and my wife were talking about this the other day. I said, we were, like, we were driving. We was like, imagine, like, you see, like, a squirrel on the side of the road. You know, the people have the signs, squirrel on the side of the road. Yo, we'll work for food. I mean, just imagine, or you see him like with the sad face and some shades on, like, yo, yo, and then get mad at you if you don't give him a couple of, you know, acorns or something, like, oh, it's like that. Like the guy got asked for money, I gave him twenty dollars, but I saw him. He beeline right to the to to the uh, uh, to get something to drink, right? So my wife came out later. She came out. She says, "Well, no, I don't have anything for you today." Dude, got an attitude. Wait a minute, I just gave you $20. So, so if somebody gives you something, you're going to treat them nice. If they don't, you're snapping on them? We're not responsible for you out here. I gave you the 20 out of choice, not because I felt responsible for you. You're responsible for your own life to serve God. I didn't say that to him just in case y'all was like, man, you just beat him down, pastor. I didn't do that. But I did tell him everything else I just told Because, first of all, y'all know, he's going to be coming to my wife all types of ways. But I didn't cuss him out or nothing, and I didn't touch him. But I addressed the behavior, right? Because I, I was like, come on, that's not right. And then I said, I saw what you did when I gave you the money. But I, st- I didn't trip. Why? Because I gave him the money. It's his money. He can do what he want with it at that point. So I'm, I'm oh. I gave the money, man, and you went to the liquor store? Why well, didn't go buy a car? <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Like, nah, once I give it to you, hey, hey, it's on you. You answer to God. I did my part. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? So, 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 what, 
I don't know how I got there. But I'm saying, oh, oh, oh I was talking about the food, the food raiment. Like, I, I've never seen a, a fly, all these trees out here. I was in the back. All these trees, I ain't never seen no tree like starving. Yo, yo, man, I need a couple of dollars. You know, like hustling. You don't ever see tree hustle. You don't ever see the animals hustle. They just be, <laughs> and we grab it. They eat all the time. Because they ain't worried about it. You know why they eat all the time? You know why the trees eat all the time? Through wind, storms, and rain? Because they ain't thirsty. They ain't thirsty for the world. They're getting all their nutrients from God. And, and, and so he told us, why are you so thirsty for things? Well, at the end of the... Okay, let's go down, down to the end. Let's go down, down to the end. Uh, verse 31. Verse 30, it says, Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith, right? It says, Therefore, take no thought. Remember, that's don't worry for. It says, it says, Take no thought, saying, What shall we eat? What shall we drink? Wherewith shall we be clothed? Now, look, look at what he said. He says, for after all these things, what? The clothes, the drinks, the eat, whatever. He says, after all these things, do the Gentiles seek. He says, for your heavenly Father knoweth, knoweth that you have need of what? These things. What he's saying is all these things that, that the Gentiles seek, that people are, are chasing. Yeah, I know you have need of those things. Then he said, well, let me help you out. Verse 33. But seek ye first. The kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be what? Added. You'll attract the things if you seek the king. So remember, God first. Remember we talk about the relationship? God first. That's all it is. Look, I don't understand what's going on, man. Why I'm going through the, God first. Not God after. Not God in, uh, when I'm finished. Not God uh, uh, when, when I have nothing else to do, God first. So, yes, he's given us richly all things to enjoy. So, let's go back to the things we enjoy, whatever they are. It's still got to be God first. But uh, is it the things first? Is it, sometimes it's the things only. Is it the things more? God first to quench our thirst, right? So, don't be fooled into pain, into pain for what you already have. We already have access to these things. God knows you have need of these things. He said, but seek ye the kingdom of God, right? That's how we're going to keep our thirst quenched, right? See, see, this is the thing. Like, uh, back in the Genesis, it all started with, because remember I said, don't be fooled in the pan for what you already have. He, that's the first trick, right? Remember? In the garden? He tried to convince Eve she, was, she needed something she already had. Oh, you, if you don't eat this, he don't want you to eat this because you're going to be just like him. They was already made in image after his likeness. They were at the best possible design for mankind ever. When God created, made in God's image after God's likeness, God breathed into him the breath of life. They became a living soul, a speaking spirit. So a speaking spirit means, remember God said, let there be light. God said, let there be affirming. They can speak and create. God did it. They made him in his, he made him in his image after his likeness. He showed him in the first 26 verses. So you didn't have a need. All you had to do was sow a seed. And that, in that time, speak it. 
Sow a seed of the word. Because that word wouldn't return void, it will accomplish what they sent it to do, just like God's word in Isaiah 55, 11. So they already have what they need. But he tried to flip it. And, oh, no, no, you, you're good. I mean, yeah, all right. But if you just had this, you, you really be straight. This is how, that's how they get us, right? Man, you know, you, I, mean, I mean, you know, for the most part, for the most part, you all right, you all right, you all right. But if you just... I mean, I mean, I mean, in all honesty, you know, I mean, and that card, I mean, I'm not saying it's a bad card per se, but, you know, if you had this, I mean, you dress okay, you know, but if you had this, but if you had that, I, you know, that looks like a pretty decent relationship, but if y'all just was like this, I, you look, I mean, y'all smiling and everything, but I, I just don't know, I just think, you know, so, you know sometimes, oh, uh, I use uh, my wife, she's traveling with somebody. And so I take care of her, open a car door, I, you know, I, I serve my wife, just like I serve the church, right? And so she's traveling with the young lady, and the young lady, she, and she, so she's waiting for the bellman and everybody to take care of her, because she's used to what? Being served by me. And so the, so, so the lady's like, I mean, you good and everything, but, I mean, you can't do for yourself? See, you, you don't want to be dependent on no man. You want to be, she, she wasn't dependent. She was benefiting. <laughs> she could do stuff. She was getting served. She's breaking her back her whole life. She got somebody serving her. Membership has its privileges. She was a member of the Bradley family. She had privileges. You, you understand what I'm saying? Like, see, 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 we, we, we but, but somebody in the world, see, nah, see, you don't want to do, man, don't be letting nobody have you play off of their thirstiness and their bitterness. That bitter, look, you know, that's why they give you bitters. That's why they give you salt and pretzels at the bar, right? So you drink, right? It's to create thirst. When you're thinking you're sitting there having a casual conversation, you're going to be putting up some drinks because you're thirsty. And the drinks don't quench your thirst. Alcohol dehydrates you, so it's going to do what? Create more thirst. So the whole time, you thought you was going to spend $25, but you ended up spending $300 because you was thirsty. And so people try to offer you salt. Yeah, that's what we say, right? Don't be throwing no salt on me. Right? Right? Because when they throw salt on you, what they're trying to do? Create a thirst. They want to get you thirsty, and they want to keep you drinking. What they think is to quench your thirst, which creates more thirst, Right? Right? And then before you know it, you, you following them, and the whole time you're thirsty, you're like, but they said once I get this, I'll be good. God told you what you had already. All you need to do is fulfill purpose and richly enjoy all things. But you chasing things at the expense of purpose and staying thirsty, and the things ain't satisfying you. It's crazy, man. Don't it sound crazy? Don't it sound thirsty? Come on, let's be, let's be real, y'all. Come on. Because we all done been what? All right, come on, man. It's okay. It's okay. You know, it's okay. Just get a drink from God. <laughs> That's all. You don't have to like, what you trying to say? First of all, I didn't say your names, but I could point out some names. I do have a prophetic gift, but I ain't trying to say no names. Right? But what I'm saying is we can't even come in. When we talked about the other week, getting out of our feelings, we come in and our feel. what are you trying to say? Why is he so con? First of all, I yield to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is not scared of you. Keith may be, 
But the Holy Spirit is not scared of you. So I pray to get out the way. Don't y'all hear me when I pray, right? To decrease. I mean, right. So listen, I go home and go, I can't believe you said that to them. And I'm going to get the heat. Now, I know I get the credit sometimes when it's good. But, man, when it come out them hard, man, man, somebody might not show up next week, man, because you said that, man. Why are you going to put me out there like that? But it ain't me, man. Keith fear people. But Keith died a long time ago. That's the old man. <laughs> the life I now live, I live in Christ. <laughs> that ain't me. <laughs> yeah, I live through the resurrection power of God. <laughs> yeah, so if you hear something, it came from God. It came through resurrection. That dead guy would have never told you all this stuff. <laughs> Not in a million years. Like, nah, I ain't had that, man. <laughs> you say that, huh? You, tell, you know how you tell somebody, you go tell them. I ain't gonna tell them that. You tell them that, man. I wanna be liked. I want them to like me. Man, that, that guy there, I said, if you don't like me, long as you're not thirsty, good. I'll be not liked and your thirst will be quenched. <laughs> All right, All right. Teamwork, teamwork. Right? <laughs> All right? All right, so let's. let's <laughs> Oh, Jesus. So, 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 in the garden, Eve didn't pass the test. The first Adam didn't pass the test, right? Because he jumped right into Eve's nonsense and he became thirsty. So, basically, them eating that fruit was like drinking a Coca-Cola on a hot day. It just created thirst for the rest of their life. And then they passed on that thirst to us, right? Right? We've been thirsty since, right? Right? Then, then, and the goal is to get us trapped, take us so far. Remember, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes of pride life gets us so, so far in the lust. We live in this insatiable world as opposed to a satisfying world. See, see when your thirst is quenched, you're satisfied. Ah, you know, you know, your thirst is quenched, right? But when you live in a thirsty world, you're never satisfied. That's what lust is. It's insatiable. It never satisfies. Let's say you're going through a little funk in a relationship, and the adversary go, man, you don't need to be going through that, man. Yeah, that is that is crazy, man. And you know, everything looks fine and everything, but I'm telling you, man, I'm just I'm just saying, man, you know, but if you want my advice, I can help you. No, nah, I mean, I'm not saying. I mean, you know, if you good, you good, good, it's all right. Nah, 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 I mean, I'm just saying, you know, but I can help. You know, listen, man, there's plenty of fish in the sea. Why do you keep going fishing at that same pond? I mean, you know, I mean, it's just a waste of your time. I mean, I mean that's impossible. I mean, I, all things are possible with God. Look at what you're dealing with right now. So what you do is just, hey, man, just, just look at all these drinks out here. <laughs> look at all these drinks. Try to get you to drink, get caught up in lust, and you're never satisfied. You just keep drinking, keep drinking, and get more and more thirsty. Because it's insatiable. That's what it means. It's a sucker move. Don't get mad. I've been a sucker before. See, I got to keep bringing me in here. Everything I'm telling you, I went through. Right? So I've been, hey, hey, hey. I've been a sucker before. I've been played before. I've been, uh, and, and, and because of me, not because of them. No, I never got played because of the person playing me. I got played because I was the fool. Right? I got suckered because I was the fool. 
I was thirsty because I was an idiot. I was the idiot. That's why I'm not mad at nobody. You mad at anybody? You blaming them for your thirst? Are you edgy and offended because they said the wrong? Oh, how about this one? How about this one? So, 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 Tanya, I'm living this life, right? We all hang out, me, you, and Ed, and them. We hanging out, right? And I do something dumb and stupid. You know why? Because it's dumb and stupid, right? You know, you know you've had friends like that before, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm the friend right now, okay? So I do something dumb and stupid, right? So then after that, I do something what? Dumb and stupid. Because I'm thirsty, right? So not because I'm, I'm, I'm dumb and stupid, it's just now I don't created the thirst, so I've, I'm, I'm habitually doing dumb and stupid things around you. So you want to help me, right? Are you going to tell me I'm, I'm doing something dumb and stupid? At any time through the conversation. I hope it'll come out eventually. Sometimes, you know, just, just like out of love, right? You know that's dumb and stupid, right? Okay, so you got kids. If they do something dumb and stupid, y'all don't tell them, hey, that was kind of dumb and stupid. Not, not like... You are dumb and stupid. You wouldn't say that. I, I mean, I think I know y'all. But you would say, no, she would. <laughs> Babe, stay out, of the, stay out of the sermon. Stay out of the sermon. Stay out of, hey, hey, stay with me. Stay with me, y'all. Stay with me. Stay, see how people be interjecting the sermon? Stay with me. Stay with me. But you would make them aware, hey, that's dumb and stupid. Now, if, if they continue to do it, you're still going to love them, right? Right? But you're hoping they realize what? It's dumb and stupid. Now, let's say they don't realize it. You're going to look for moments, what? To make them aware that what? But you're going to find, let's say if they're sensitive, you're going to probably figure another way, but you're still focusing on what? That's dumb and stupid, right? But are you trying to crush them? You love them, right? But if they get thirsty, they're going to convert your trying to help them and reminding them that that's dumb and stupid into what? You're destroying them. You're putting them down. You're tripping. I don't think your kids do that because they're wonderful kids, right? But you understand what I'm saying? Y'all think I'm still talking about the Washingtons over here. Guess what? When we do dumb and stupid things or we do thirsty things or, or, or habitual mishap things, people that love you are supposed to make you aware of it. And if you, we talked about this at a, at a Bible school, right? So, so Minister Lamar put himself out there. Right, didn't you? So I'm about to put you out there with, with everybody else. So he was in a situation where he did something. Dumb and stupid. Right. Dumb and stupid. So when we got to the conversation, we brought out that was? Dumb and stupid. But he didn't own it at first, right? So we ended up talking for how many hours? Five hours. Five hours. Five hours. We could have had a five-minute conversation. All he had to do was go, you know what? That was dumb and stupid. Because the Bible says you confess your faults to one another, right? Because then you're going to move beyond it, right? But if you don't confess it, you're going to stay thirsty. And a lot of times, you're causing other people to use their resources for you to drink. Their time, their energy. So, so I'm going to use you again. So he comes up to me the next day. So he says, hey, uh, you know, I just, you know, can I talk to you for a second? Because we always tell people, if you go away, right, you feel some kind of way, you come talk to us. Was I upset? No. Was I bothered? Did I trick? No. He just came to talk. He said, hey, hey, you know what? Um, I just felt kind of beat up. 
Because you, you, had, you, had, you, had you had the crew. We, this, this is the crew right here. One, two, three, four. And we was all talking, right? But all trying to get the revelation over, right? Now, he's already said this out in public. So I'm not, but I'm using it because he likes to be used. No. Right? So, all right, so, so this is my whole point. So what he said at class yesterday was, all I had to do was own it at the beginning. He, he brought it up. He said, I could have saved a five-hour conversation. Guess what? You could save five weeks of conversation. You could save five years of conversation. You could save, like, oh, look, look. You can get your thirst quench right away because you know what the thirst quencher is? The truth. It's the truth. That's the thirst quencher, the truth. Guess what? How many people that are thirsty go around saying they're thirsty? They don't, right? So they're in a lie, right? So it's going to create more thirst, right? Because you're going to stay thirsty because you ain't embracing you thirsty. I'm not really thirsty, thirsty. <laughs> right? Somebody comes to you and say, yeah, you know, you're kind of thirsty on that one, right? No, 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 no. So, so, uh, no, no. <laughs> so now we got to create ways to show you you thirsty, man. But then, he, then you could flip that into, oh, we're going we gonna, we gonna to talk about that again? Are you still thirsty? No, 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 no. Watch the TV land. Are you still thirsty? No, no, nobody's there. It's just you. Nobody's in the room. Even if you said yes, we can't see you. There's nobody there. You could do it before God and get your thirst quenched. Come on. It's not you doing that, really? You doing that, nobody in there. Is it that deep? You see what I'm saying? Like, what's up? It's, it's okay. Look, your pastor told you, been thirsty, all types of, let's, okay, I'm, oh, I'm going to get y'all. So, because I'm going to use me, because y'all like me using myself, because y'all like me seeing me bleed. It's cool. <laughs> so, so, we have a misunderstanding, right? So, we have a misunderstanding. I feel the void, the thirst, right? Now, I'm, I'm, I'm mature, so I'll go to God to get the thirst quench so I can present myself, and normally I have to come back and go, babe, I was tripping. My bad, I was wrong. But this is how I flow for a long time, and from time to time, I'll still flow this way. Hey, so how you doing? You know? So I'm, 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 I'm trying to feel her out. Y'all know what I'm talking about? <laughs> to feel out, you know, to like feel out. Like, you're really focusing on the game or something, but you, like, lead a game. Like, hey, so, you know, I was thinking about if we could go to such and such. You're trying to feel, are they still mad? You know, are they mad? Right? Because you're thirsty. You're, you need their approval. You know, say something wonderful to me. You know, say it's okay. Just say it's okay. Can I get a hug? Right? Yeah, like, you just, you know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? See, 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 I'm saying it humorously, but just to let you know it's real life. It's what we all go through, right? Right? We can nip all this in the bud when you embrace the truth. You know how I get through a lot of those situations? Hey, babe, I was wrong. It's the truth. <laughs> We're good. Thirst quenched. I'm not sitting in the room going, let me just. <laughs> it's safe to go in there. You understand what I'm saying? That's all, all, what I'm trying to say is like this, 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 we're being set up um, to live thirsty, to live in a void. We haven't realized how to get it out of our fellowship with God. You know, see, 
this is the thing. As soon as you believe you don't have what God has already given you, the adversary is empowered to steal it. As soon as you believe you don't have what God has already given you, the adversary is empowered to steal it. So, 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 so we're going to close out here. So think about this. If you don't believe you're already brilliant, you're already wonderful, you're already the best person for every situation, well, the adversary can steal that from you. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. Are you kidding me? So some people be thinking we'd be pumping them up, but I can only see, I'm a pastor, I can only see your design. I can't see all your flaws. Boy, he sure is patient. No, he don't see what you see. Man, I, I, I kind of came at him kind of crazy on that one, but he still looks like he okay. Because you be feeling me out too. I know you do. Hey, Pastor, how you doing? Good to see you today. It's good to see me. Miss me. <laughs> I, I, I ain't stupid, but I'm not, sometimes I'm not on your page. So, like, I'm not, I, I, listen, we had a conversation. You could have handled that a whole lot better. But since I see who your design is, I know you're in process of getting there. You see what I'm saying? So I'm not, I'm not mad. I'm okay. Are you okay with me? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Because we're all supposed to flow the same way. We're all in process. You see, does, does that make sense? We good? And guess what? Even out there, I ain't mad at you. So you can come back now. It's cool. I'm not. <laughs> Why? Why would I be mad at you? You have to answer to God. We're just vessels trying to serve you along the way. Your kids, I use the kids again. Have they done some things that you guys do not agree with? So let me ask you something. Do you love them any different? Did you not buy them anything ever again after they did that? Interesting. Interesting. So, so you, you're, you're going to allow them to grow through it, huh? Wow. Great parents. Get the point? The little kid just broke the, your favorite glass. You can get mad as you want to. The glass is not coming back together. But it's a teaching moment, though, because you don't want them to just be keep breaking glasses, right? Same thing here. Not, nobody walked through the door ready-made. We know that. Nobody, Pastor Keith, Pastor Mal, nobody walked through finished products. We're all evolving. So don't get so thirsty in, in trying to, in approval, significance, position, and all that. And promotion comes from God, man. Y'all want to get promoted? Get in God's face. We're mindful, but we're not, we can't just be, because you're all up in our face, I'm not saying people are. There might be some people, I'd say. <laughs> you know, we can't approve people for proximity. They have to be approved based on God's will. You understand what I'm saying? Like, so, so, so we can slow down and, and like, it's a whole body. We don't even have a, a, 
a quarter of the people that are part of the church because of schedules, COVID, uh, uh, different moves and stuff like that. It's a lot of people and a lot of people that's connected around the country. We're serving everybody and trying to hear from God so everybody can get where God wants them to go. That's how we're fulfilled, right? So rest assured, that might have been funky, but that didn't destroy you, right? Not from us, right? Right? So keep, keep, keep our thirst quenched with God. Um, that's it. I, we'll do the, the rest next week. Stand on your feet. We'll just, we'll end there. Okay?